I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you. And in the midst of all of the crazy that is going on, uh, I think back a couple of months ago when uh, things first started uh, to change and shift as it related to the pandemic, as we suddenly went to stay home, stay safe, and watch so many things change in our worlds, uh, that we, we very rapidly adopted the term, well, this is just the new normal, just the new normal. And I struggle with that. I, I don't think that's the right term for a, a number of reasons. The new normal actually promotes and increases angst and stress and fear and uncertainty. And this is why, uh, because when you declare something new normal, you are locking yourself into a position which does two things. It looks back at the past. So this is not normal compared to what how things used to be. And then it also projects it forward in perpetuity that, oh, this is the new normal. This is how it's always going to be. That creates a lot of angst, fear, frustration, stress. And, and so to me, the key to dealing with all of the challenges we have around the world right now is to live very present in a new now, because that's all we got. We, we can't do anything about how it used to be. Things are going to constantly change as we move forward. And so all that gives us is a new now to be present in. Uh, it's one of my favorite sayings that I learned over in Japan. Be here now. Be present to the moment. Uh, as we were thinking through this, uh, this segment yesterday, uh, we actually noted that uh, yesterday was the Dalai Lama's 85th birthday. And uh, the Dalai Lama is uh, is an amazing soul. Uh, he's still running 100 miles an hour, and he actually released an album uh, on his 85th birthday. And I want to give you just a little sense of that. Here's the, here's the Dalai Lama. So again, that's the uh, the Dalai Lama, a uh, an album, uh, and and he described it. Uh, again, he celebrated his 85th birthday on Monday. Uh, the The album title is Inner World, and uh, you know it has all of this uh, great music that is really centered in how how do we come together. Uh, how do we get some space for some tranquility in, in the middle of all of the chaos of the uh, coronavirus pandemic? 
and protests and all of those things. Uh, the Dalai Lama said that music has the potential to transcend our differences. It can return us to our true nature of warm-heartedness. That's one of my favorite quotes from the the uh, Dalai Lama. He was interviewed by uh, our good friend Arthur Brooks uh, back in Washington, D.C., and I got to see that. And and he he asked, uh, uh, Arthur Brooks asked the Dalai Lama, what's, you know, what's the key to deal with all of this division and and stress and, you know, conflict between political parties and a divided nation. And the Dalai Lama said, warm heartedness. That's the answer. That's how we get past contempt and uh, and really move forward. But in order to do that, you have to be present to the moment. Uh, you have to be present. And learning that skill is important, whether it's in your business and career or or whether it's dealing with your relationships or your personal circumstances, or maybe uh, chronic pain. Uh, all of those are helped significantly by being mindful uh, and being present to the new now that we're in, not the new normal, the new now. Uh, we have to be present. Uh, I don't know how many of you uh, watched the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 special on the Chicago Bulls. I know that was painful for a lot of us jazz fans. Uh, but in the last episode, the last episode began by talking about how incredibly gifted Michael Jordan was, not as an athlete, not as a trained basketball player, but inside his mind. Listen to this. The NBA title up for grabs beginning Wednesday night in Salt Lake City. Part two between the defending champs and the mailman's crew. Super Mike and the gang looking human, working on just two days rest in the thin air of Salt Lake City. After they lost the year before, Utah came back. They were better the next year. The atmosphere in Utah was, this is it. We can finally vanquish them. Utah was waiting for us. We basically had to fly to Salt Lake the next day. And it just seemed like uh, we were kind of running on fumes. Most people struggle to be present. People go and sit in ashrams for 20 years in India, trying to be present. Do yoga, meditate, trying to get here now. Most people live in fear because we project the past into the future. Michael's a mystic. He was never anywhere else. I sense you know you're gonna win this first game. All right, uh, so again, great, great insight there that the key to Michael Jordan's competitiveness was his ability to be here now, to be present to the moment, to not be thinking about past victories or future celebrations, but to just be completely and totally present in the moment. Uh, it, it is a skill. Uh, the Dalai Lama can help you develop that skill, or just being still can help you develop that skill and I think in the age of uncertainty that we live in, in constant change, our ability to be still and to live in the new now uh, will alleviate a lot of the stress and uncertainty, a lot of the anxiety and, and uh, pressure that so many of us feel, uh, and just be present. Really interesting, uh, George Washington, when he was young, uh, he wrote his uh, Rules for Civility. And he actually got to this whole idea of be here now. He said... Read no letter, books, or papers in company. 
but when there is a necessity for doing of it, you must ask leave. So long before Apple Watches and all of the beeps, tweets, and buzzes that we get constantly, uh, George Washington said, hey, if you need to read something, step out, ask to be excused from the table, ask to leave the room. So when you are in the room, you are present uh, and focused on what actually matters. And I know I've been very guilty of this in a host of things. I thought I was doing better. You know, I've been really focusing on the essential the last 30 days uh, and have done a lot to try to contain work at work and not let it bleed over. I uh, thought I was doing so great. And then last night, uh, my daughter, who's visiting with her kids and her husband, uh, had this video around the room and all of us were on our electronic devices looking down instead of interacting. So learning to be present is uh, is an ongoing challenge. And, and maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to alter George Washington's rules for civility, uh, update them a little bit. Read no text, check no social media, respond to no email, react to no electronic device in company of people. <laughs> and uh, I think the that would do us all the uh, a lot of good. <laughs> and uh, as we wrap up today, uh, as always, uh, make sure that you're staying tuned to KSL News Radio for the latest uh, on coronavirus and all the things that are going on around the state. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.